Hello, readers. My name is Jason Jeffries, and I'm your host for Bookend, brought to you by Quail Ridge Books, Raleigh, North Carolina's trusted community bookstore. My guest today is J.P. Gritton, recipient of a Cynthia Woods Mitchell Fellowship, a Disquiet Fellowship, and the Donald Bartlemy Prize in Fiction. His new novel, his first novel, is called Wyoming, and it is published by our friends at Tin House Books in Portland, Oregon. JP, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. It's an honor to have you here. And JP, before we talk about your book, I was introduced to you by Misha Marin, author of the fantastic book Sugar Run, and as a result, Quail Ridge Books, uh, where we are sitting right now, has the honor of hosting your book release party for Wyoming, an honor for which we are very thankful. Uh, how do you know Misha? Well, Misha and I, um, we both uh, came into Duke as assistant professors of creative writing this year, so um she uh she and I are the two new novelist hires and um it's been great to get to know her and Matt another amazing writer um and uh yeah so so we we work together and then she's kind of she's been here a while longer than I have so mm-hmm. uh it's been a she's been a pretty awesome resource kind of plugging me into the writing scene uh in the triangle yeah, fantastic. And yeah. Matt, uh, Matt um, listeners, is also known as Randall Owain, who yeah. was on the podcast a few weeks <laughs> yes. ago. Um, his memoir, Meander Belt, is fantastic. Yes. Um, next, I want to ask you about Tin House Books. Here in the research triangle, we are uh, very friendly and familiar with Algonquin Books yeah. of Chapel Hill and Imprint that used to be headed by Craig, um, right. who is now uh, at Tin House. Right. How did you end up with Tin House Books? Well, the so the first chapter of this novel actually ran as a short in uh, the rehab issue of Tin House the magazine. And the person, Emma Kalmosorowski, who uh, pulled it out of the slush pile um, when it was a magazine, uh, eventually moved over to the books division. So when I finished the, you know, what I, the draft of the novel that I felt comfortable with shopping around with my agent, um, lo and behold, Emma had moved over to the book side of Tin House. So she ended up acquiring, um, not only pulling my short, well, I mean, I called it a short at that time. I, I, I knew it was going to be part of something longer, but she, she not only pulled it out of, um, the slush pile for the magazine, but she pulled the manuscript out of the slush pile for the books division. So, um, so it just, it seemed like a natural, logical next step. I mean, Emma and I grew up, you know, this set on the front range of Colorado and Emma and I grew up about, you know, three miles from each other, come to find out, um, in, in Boulder, Colorado, the, Mm -hmm. the town that a lot of the, the story is set. So, yeah, excellent. And thank you so much. Um, let's talk about this novel, Wyoming. Now I brought up Craig and Algonquin because this book seems like something that he would buy, but uh, maybe a little edgier, which makes sense from Tin House, but, um, Wyoming, holy shit, JP and listeners, uh, 
it's likely that most of you are listening from the South, uh, from California, Oregon, um, or Mexico. And all of you need to read this book right now. Uh, order a signed copy from Quail Ridge Books. Come see um, JP uh, anywhere he's reading if you can. And um, JP, I don't often gush about a book like this at the top of an interview, but I told my wife last night... Um, yeah, I told my Do wife last on. night. Yes, sir. My wife, Claire, <laughs> who's probably the only person I know who reads more books than I do. I told her you've got to read this book right now. It's like the intersection of um, No Country for Old Men and East of Eden. Shelley Cooper, the novel's protagonist, has a voice I couldn't get out of my head from the first word to the last. Uh, congratulations, JP. This is a fantastic debut. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm hoping you can take a moment to set the scene for our listeners. So Shelley Cooper is um, one of those people that just is sort of drawn to make really unfortunate decisions. Um, and he also feels this really intense connection with his best friend, who is also the foreman of his construction crew, um, Mike Corliss, Mike's daughter, uh, who is incidentally Shelley's niece because Mike has... Uh, gotten together with Shelly's sister, um, is is really sick. And um, Mike and his wife are having a hard time covering uh, covering the bills for her care. And um, and so Shelly, in addition to being kind of a uh, fuck up himself, um, is got a kind of a fuck up of a brother who grows weed in the mountains of Colorado. So he, uh, he undertakes this um, mission to deliver 50 pounds of weed for his brother, and the drug deal goes right, and then maybe not quite so right. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the scene, 1987, Colorado, um, and, uh, and until the January of 1988. Yeah. Yeah, and tell us a little bit more about how Colorado um, influenced this novel. Because when I was reading it, I was I, I was hearing a Southern voice or a Texas yeah. voice. Um, so tell us a little bit about Colorado's influence. Well, you know, when I was so I was born and raised in in Boulder, and um, you know, I, as you can probably tell, it's a part of the country that's really uh, you know close to my heart. Um, but my dad's family is all from southern Missouri. So Crockett, Missouri, in the book, is more or less this little town in uh, Missouri, Errol, um, where my uh, my aunt and my uncle used to live. Um, and so the, the voice really... Shelly has come to Colorado um, basically in the like a lot of people in the 1980s, just kind of, he was looking for work. Um, he had, uh, when I was a kid, my, the factory where my grandma had worked, um, the Angelica uniform factory, um, shut down and it was devastating and continues to be devastating to, um, you know, this little, um, corner of the Ozarks. And so, um, Shelly's voice, Shelly's, Shelly's not from Colorado. You know, I, I guess I would think of some people have written in their reviews that <laughs> that's one line I was like, it says Midwestern is green bean casserole. 
Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> yeah, I got, I guess that's right. I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of think of Missouri as more, yeah, more, more, maybe more the South. Mm. But um, all this to say, Shelly's, Shelly's really my uncle's voice. Mm. I mean, they have virtually nothing in common, but, um, but the voice I definitely stole from my uncle Ed. Yeah, and um, a little bit more about the influences on this novel, Wyoming. Uh, JP, who are your literary heroes? Well, I mean, if it comes to people writing out of that region, I, I, you know, Daniel Woodrow for sure comes to mind. Um, but Bobby Ann Mason was, um, you know, for a while, just somebody that I turn to constantly i mean i've read the short story shiloh probably i don't know on just a ridiculous number of times you know Mm -hmm. um but uh as far as um influences these days i uh i went on a really serious western kick partly because i was sort of interested to see the way Wyoming ended up getting marketed mm-hmm. and it, it seems to be often sort of yeah, a lot of you know no country comes up mm-hmm. um and uh so I, I read um A.B. Guthrie's Big Sky which is an amazing novel and Warsaw or <laughs> not Warsaw <laughs> Warlock mm-hmm. very different yeah <laughs> very different <laughs> from the band that used to be Joy Division right um but uh yeah, War- Warlock um, by Oakley Hall, and uh, both those books I haven't stopped thinking about since I put them down. Um, so, so th- those are my influences now. But um, you know, in terms of the DNA of the book, I think Bobby Ann Mason is kind of at least fifty percent. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, Listeners, we are going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and I will be right back with J.P. Gritton. The Book and Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore, Quail Ridge Books. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of Bookin can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter Bookin, B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'm back with J.P. Gritton, author of the sensational debut novel, Wyoming, published by Ten House Books. Uh, J.P., one thing that strikes me about Shelley is his matter-of-factness about his dereliction. Um, he's very self-aware. He knows what he's about to do wrong, and he does wrong anyway. And then he spends a great deal of mental energy trying to wrestle these wrongs back into rights. Uh, does Shelley Cooper have a moral code? Yeah, you know, I think um, Misha and I were kind of talking about this, um, and it, it, she pointed something out about the book that I, you know, Misha's pretty 
good reader and amazing writer and um she, she i had never even kind of thought about it in these terms but she was saying that you know the first person often feels confessional um but for some reason it doesn't feel that way in this book because he seems to be aware throughout that he's got some kind of audience so you know and not that I was consciously aware of the decision but it um it kind of seems like talking in the first person enabled me to go places with Shelley that were pretty dark um but there was something about the ability to obfuscate and the ability to, um, you know, leave out important details until, you know, whatever, the last third of the book. or um, That felt pretty fun to play with. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, he's a guy who feels you know this this great passion that kind of consumes him um and it it changes how he acts in the world um but he's also pretty fucking crazy Mm. Um, so i don't yeah i don't know he might be totally immoral There you go. Thanks, JP. And I want to ask you about a friendship and an encounter uh, in this novel, Wyoming. And I'm hoping you can tell our listeners a little about both. One is Shelley's friendship with Michael Corliss. And one is Shelley's encounter with someone named Candy in a hotel in Houston, Texas. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, Candy amounts to kind of the embodiment of... um, of the fact that he wants to spike the the barrel to some extent, he want he wants this trip to go poorly, and um, and you know in some ways, and I I remember kind of tinkering with with that scene where you meet her. Um, I wanted it to feel like love at first sight, not because um, he feels anything like love for her but um but because he knows that this is the way that everything is going to go to pieces um and 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 so she becomes kind of this charged particle um and then as for what he feels for Mike Corliss I mean I I think that you know just in my writing friendship is a really it's something I, for whatever reason I seem to obsess over and I think the reason I do is because friendship is often a shorthand for something much murkier and more complicated than just people having each other's backs or whatever we sort of um, you know friendships often have a pretty intense antipathy um, or in some cases they're you know like erotically charged and um and so, you know, I think that um, for Shelley, a friend is somebody who attracts and repulses him. And Mike, whatever he feels for Mike is sort of, um, that has something to do with that. Excellent. Thank you so much. Next, 
I am hoping you can talk a little bit about the structure of this novel. Is it a road trip novel? Is it a heist novel? Is it an odyssey? Uh, what would you call Wyoming? Well, so to some extent, this is kind of when I was, I guess, in my early 20s, right out of college, I ended up on this construction crew in Colorado. And I kept a little journal and I would go after work and I would try to try to write. Um, and I put the journal away and didn't really think about it for years. And then I had I was looking through it and I, um, the first chapter of the book that became the short story that ran in Tin House was written in the third person. And I don't really know quite why it made sense to start to write it in the first, but I, it just felt like that was the right move for whatever reason. Um, and I remember finishing the first chapter or, or, you know, I had sort of rewritten the first chapter in this, uh, in Shelley's voice. And it was clear that there was way more story to tell because because now he has to deliver the drugs. Um, and then when I and then you know at the end of the next chapter, you know it's like okay, so he has you know he's done this part of it. What what comes next? And then um, and then stuff just kept going bad, and so. Um, and over the course of all this, he's going on this journey and, um, there's something about the trip to and from Texas that is, you know, it's, um, it was a story. It was a, whatever, a narrative arc, if you want to call it that, that I knew I could build a novel around. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's a road, uh, a road novel. You know, that, and that was sort of what I was thinking about um, yeah. as I composed. Right on. Thank you. And why Wyoming? I was talking to a colleague about this novel the other day, and he said, let me guess, it's about Wyoming. <laughs> and um, Wyoming doesn't even come up uh, pointedly until about two-thirds of the way through the novel or so. Um, so why Wyoming for the title? Yeah, I mean, so the actually the reason that it's, Lends a, you know, it's the title of the book actually is the brief mention it gets in the first chapter mm. where he says he always expects Wyoming to look different, but it never does. Mm. Um, and I wasn't sure, honestly, I wasn't sure about the title. I may still not be sure <laughs> about the title. Um, and my uh, Alex Parsons is a great, great writer and a great teacher. Um, was into the book but hated the title and told me to change it um and that i i was kind of debating it and then i read um as my agent was shopping the book around i, I read fourth of july creek mm -hmm. um which kept on coming up as a comp and um there's a this really beautiful passage where they um turn to wyom into a gerund so like, um, I can't quote it from memory, mm. uh, but it's just this, it's this really beautiful passage basically about wandering mm. and, um, 
you know, go, going to places and doing virtually nothing, um, which I should make clear is not what happens in this mm-hmm. in this novel. There's a lot of stuff that happens. It's not. I don't think it's boring. It might. It, it's no, not boring. It is not boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know, just it. It spoke in the same way. Um, the the book's first chapter seemed to want to about feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, nothing boring about this uh, novel, and it is a very solid title. Thank you so much, JP. Um, listeners, I'm uh, honored that I got the opportunity to do this interview today on the release date of your debut novel, and what a novel it is. Um, my God, if you like dark southern fiction, dark contemporary western fiction, um, buy this. We will have signed copies in store and online at Quail Ridge Books while supplies last. I've been speaking with J.P. Gritton, author of Wyoming, published by our friends at Tin House Books in Portland, Oregon. J.P., thank you for joining me. It's been great to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. Once again, I would like to thank J.P. Gritton for joining me. Signed copies of Wyoming can be purchased in-store at Quail Ridge Books and online at www.quailridgebooks.com while supplies last. Our sponsor is Libro.fm Audiobooks. Please navigate over to Libro.fm and enter the promo code BOOKIN, that's B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space to get three months of audiobooks for the price of one and support your favorite independent bookstore. My name is Jason Jeffries, and this has been Bookend.